Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. Follow the show on social media, subscribe to the newsletter, and watch the show live on YouTube. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. Yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get started with today's topic. Um, so before we do, for anybody that hasn't already heard... I am doing a giveaway. Round the Cauldron podcast turns one this month. I have been doing the podcast for a whole year, which absolutely blows my mind. Um, But I am giving away a copy of the Pagan Tarot deck as well as a Citrine Crystal. So go to my website, roundthecauldron.com slash giveaway. I will leave links in the description Um, and in the show notes for podcast listeners. But go enter the giveaway. There are some things that you can do. Actually, I think everything you could just do once. I wanted to keep it fair for um, those people who don't have access to particular things. But I believe there are four entries, four available entries. Um, And this giveaway is open worldwide. It is running the entire month of December. So make sure that you go to roundthecauldron.com slash giveaway or click the link in the description or the show notes so that you can enter that giveaway. It is my way of giving back to you guys, the the watchers and the viewers and the listeners, you know. Um, It's my way of saying thank you for being here with me for the whole year and just sticking by my side, if you stuck with me from the beginning, my content has shifted a little bit. My uh, quality, I think, has gotten a lot better <laughs> um, from my very first YouTube video and my very first podcast episode. So, yeah, go ahead and enter the giveaway. Um, and I will pick a winner on the first live stream that I do after December is over. So I will pick a winner live and everybody will get to see who the winner is and we'll go from there. Um, So let me get my notes. I have notes on my phone for today's episode. Um, And um, I wanted to talk about depth years today because depth years it's something that I heard in a Facebook group that I'm in um I saw some other pagan and witchy people doing a depth year and doing videos on their depth years and I had no idea what it was but the idea really interested me because it sounds interesting what's a depth year what do I got to do you know what does it entail is it meant to help me Um, well, I would hope it was meant to help me, but yeah, so I, I did some research of my own and I wanted to explain to you guys, if you've never heard of a depth year, what it is, how you do it, if you should do it. And then towards the end of this episode, I will go through and talk about, um, my depth year. I will be doing a depth year for 2020, um, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode. 
Um, so yeah, I had never heard of a death year before. And like I said, it really interested me. But it came about in, uh, I think, in 2017, there was an article written by someone named David. And uh, it was on raptitude. So I'll leave a link to that in the description and the show notes as well. Raptitude, um, his article, he started talking about creating like a, a trend. Maybe not a trend. I don't think trend is the right word. But creating something that other people could do that would benefit them. And he came up with this idea of a depth year. Now, I don't know if he anticipated it taking off like it did. Because as far as I can see, there are many, many people out there who are doing a depth year. And just even outside of the context of paganism and witchcraft and Wicca, you know, there are people doing a depth year that have nothing to do with this sort of subculture of paganism and witchcraft. But he says, um, let's see, he said, the purpose of a depth year is to go deeper, not wider. He says, you drill down for value and enrichment instead of fanning out. You turn to the wealth of options already in your house, literally and figuratively. So, like I said, lots of people are doing a depth year. And a depth year is personal, um, you know, depending on who's doing it. Not everyone's depth year is going to be the same. And over the course of the last couple of years since he first came up with the idea of a depth year, it has sort of evolved and, you know, turned into something that a lot of people can do and a lot of people are choosing to do. So with this concept of a depth year, um, there, there are a few things that we want to keep in mind if we're going to be doing a depth year. So the point is to look within instead of looking outwards for sources of joy and happiness and necessities, right? So that is meant literally and figuratively, like he said. So you don't buy any new books or um, music or other sorts of things that you normally would buy. Instead, you turn to the things that you own in your own home and in your life that um, you have sort of like forgotten about or maybe you enjoyed it at one point, but you left it to go explore the hottest new trend in music or the the newest bestseller book. So the point is to use what you already have and not purchase anything new as far as hobbies and books and things that aren't a necessity in life. So nothing new if you can help it whatsoever. And he explains it in his article that the purpose of this is to make you aware of the things that you have in your home or in your life that brought you joy at one point in time, but you abandoned it or you forgot about it because you weren't good at it or it wasn't as interesting as you thought it would be or you found something else that you thought would be more fun or more interesting. 
Um, especially, this is really important in our consumer society, in my opinion, because several things are thrown at us all day long. You know, if you watch TV, then you're going to see hundreds of commercials for buying the latest product or in my case with my daughter, you know, all the latest toys that kids are going to want for Christmas. You're constantly bombarded with sensory information about getting the best thing now. But what happens when you get the best thing now is in two weeks, that best thing is obsolete or you have no need for it anymore or you realize that you bought it just to buy it and you really, it really serves no purpose. So I, I haven't watched a lot of videos on other people's depth years because I really wanted to get an understanding of it from the source, from David who wrote the original article, and really form my own opinion about it before I went forward and watched other people's videos about their depth years. But from the articles that I've read, that's essentially the whole point. And within a religious context, I think we can take it a little bit further. Um, because there are always going to be things that we can do extra that will further our spirituality or will further our religious understanding or our relationship with our gods and goddesses. And I think that is really important. Um, so the reason that people do the depth years, like I've said, is to step out of that consumer mindset that you have to have more, you have to have the best, because later on down the line, you're still going to be wanting more. You're still going to be wanting the best for that point in time. And it's a never ending cycle of consumerism that just lines the pockets of corporations and their CEOs and all of those rich people that don't share their wealth. And when we get hung up on having the best stuff and having more stuff, it really can, it can clutter your home. And when you clutter your home, you clutter your mind. I am a firm believer in less is more in that aspect, because when you have so much stuff and it's just everywhere, it's hard to navigate. And for me, it just, ugh, I can't. I can't do it. It just drives me crazy and it really affects my OC my OCD and my anxiety because when stuff is just everywhere, I can't deal. I can't do it. I have to clean it up. I have to find a place for everything to go. So for me in my life, less is more. Having less crap around my house makes me feel better. It means that I have less crap rolling around in my head. For some reason, that's just, it's a correlation with me. And I know it's a correlation with a lot of other people. Uh, let's see. So another reason that people go through and do a depth year is so that they can find the value in the things that they already own or that they already have. So instead of purchasing new books right? A new book comes out and you want to buy it, but you have, I don't know, a, a bookshelf full of books that you haven't even read yet. So I can understand as a person that loves to read and a person that just 
enjoys immersing myself in a fiction novel, I can understand wanting to, sorry, my nose itches. I can understand wanting to go out and just buy the new book because it looks interesting. But with everything that goes on regularly in my life, I can't remember the last time I picked up a book for fun because I'm so busy and there's just so much that I have to get done regularly that I I have to specifically like section out time for reading or just doing something for myself because there's so much other stuff that I have to take care of and that I have to do. And that's pretty standard for other people in the Western world. We get so busy and, you know, we have these good intentions of buying the book and then reading it and enjoying it and just soaking it up. But when it comes down to it, that's not always what happens. And then it ends up getting put on a bookshelf or whatever it is. It gets put away and then we forget about it. And that's, it's a part of Western thinking that I think needs to be changed because we do need to start seeing the value in the things that we already own. Just because that new book came out doesn't mean the books that I already have that I haven't read yet have lost their value to me. And I think it's really important to get rid of the things that have no value for you. Like if you've got books on your shelf, I keep using books because it's the easiest example, but replace books with anything, okay? Whatever you feel resonates with you. Um, I'm going to use books because books resonate with me. Um, If you have books that you bought with intentions of reading them and they no longer bring you joy or you tried to read it but it wasn't as interesting as you thought it was or the subject matter isn't what you thought it was going to be, don't hold on to those things just for the sake of having more books on your bookshelf. I used to live in an apartment that had, it was a one bedroom apartment when you walked in was the living room and there was a wall that separated like the kitchen from the living room and you like kind of walk around it. But the, the wall was a built in bookcase and it was, I mean, it was at least a good six feet wide and like five feet tall. It had several shelves. And at one point my goal was to fill the entire bookshelf full of books for no other reason essentially than to have a bookshelf full of books not because I wanted to have information handy for researching or looking something up or cookbooks or things like that I wanted to fill it just to fill it and that was five four or five years ago and looking back on that now I can see how consumeristic that was of me. I wanted to buy all the books just to put them there, just to have them there because I think a full bookshelf is aesthetically pleasing. But it's pointless and extremely wasteful for me to fill a bookshelf full of books that I'm never going to read and I'm never going to touch and I bought just for looks. That's extremely wasteful. So what was I saying with that? Yeah, so if you are going to 
take part in a depth year and you've got all of these things, get rid of the things that no longer serve you, that no longer have any meaning to you, um, that no longer hold any value for you. And when you get rid of them, don't just throw them away. You know, we're trying to be eco-friendly here as pagans and stewards of the earth. Um, Donate them or sell them or, you know, give them to the library. I need to go through my daughter's bookshelf because she's got some books in there that she got a couple of years ago that are just so easy for her to read now that she's in first grade and she's getting better at reading. So we're going to go through her bookshelf and we are actually going to donate those books to her school because her school sections out each kid based on their reading level and they have all these things, but that's that's not important. We're going to donate her books that she no longer reads to her school. So if you have something like that that can be donated, do that first. Don't just toss it, you know, put it out there for other people to be able to enjoy and so that it doesn't just fill up the landfill because we don't need any more stuff in the landfill. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people use the depth here to get out of the consumer mindset of just having more and more and more and having needing to have the best stuff all the time. So, should you do a depth year? I say why not? If you feel disconnected from yourself and from the things around you and you're just so busy and you have so much going on, maybe you should explore doing a depth year. I think a depth year is good for everyone. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, don't buy anything new. You can use a depth year to help you achieve your goals in the new year, right? Like, um, spending less money. That's a, that's a goal that a lot of people have. Well, if you do the standard depth year of don't buy anything new and don't pursue any new hobbies, obviously you're going to spend less money. But you can use the depth year to your advantage and take it further and you take it as far as you want. So, yes, I think everyone can benefit for, from a depth year. However, I do realize that it's not something that everyone can do. Um, can you step back from being a, a habitual consumer? Yeah, I think everyone can do that. But taking it on for a whole year and really revamping your habits and the way you live your life is a process. And not everyone is ready for that process. So if you want to do a depth year, I encourage you to. Um, I encourage you to take advantage of all of the resources on depth years that are available and go for it. Keep a journal and hold yourself accountable. And if you have to, get an accountability partner. Um, I'll be your accountability partner. Why not? I'm going to do a depth year next year. So if you need someone to talk to with uh, doing your depth year, send me an email. Message me on Facebook. You know, we can we can do it together. So now that we know, <laughs> I think we know now what a depth year is and what it entails, I want to talk a little bit about my goals 
for the depth year, um, for my depth year of 2020. So I have like a list of points, I guess, that I want to achieve for my depth year for next year. So they are going to be um, no new purchases. Now this comes with a caveat of, um, you know, unless it's necessary for my child, for the home, or for my business, I will not purchase anything new. And when I do have to make a purchase, um, I will purchase secondhand when possible. Now, obviously, this no new purchases thing excludes necessities. Like, I'm not going to not buy a new tube of toothpaste because I vow to not make any new purchases. So necessities aside, I won't make any new purchases. So no new books, no new clothes, no new whatever, unless necessary. And like I said, if I need to purchase anything for my business or if I need new clothes um, or anything like that, I will buy secondhand when possible. Um, so Next is the no new hobbies thing. I have a tendency to try to pick up new hobbies just on a whim because it's something I've always wanted to do or it looks cool or I think I could do it. Um, but I, I'm going to stop that in 2020. I already crochet and I already embroider. I already sew. I tried to take up drawing this past month, and it's something that's, you know, been really interesting to me, but it's not something that I need to be spending my time on right now. I need to perfect the crafts that I already have and really take advantage of the things that I have at my disposal for my crochet and for my fiber arts and my sewing because I have a whole embroidery kit that I've only used a handful of times. And I think it's just because embroidery is a process. It's not something that I can do with like crochet. I can make a hat in maybe 30 minutes, but I can't embroider a full picture in 30 minutes. It's just, it doesn't always happen because embroidery is a process. So uh, no new hobbies for me. I am going to take advantage of the things that I have and do it that way and focus on learning new techniques and just overall getting better at the things that I already do. Um, so next, I already, this is something that I really want to focus on a lot and it's more introspection and spiritual because like I said I get so busy and life just really happens that sometimes I I don't take time to really nurture the spiritual side of myself and I have found myself in the mornings rushing through my daily offering and devotional and tarot reading so that I can hurry up and get it out of the way and get started on the work that I need that I need to do. And that is not a good practice to be in. And I recognize that. But I also recognize that it can be a really hard habit to break. So 
with 2020, I want to take more time for introspection. I want to take more time to cultivate my spirituality and my um, relationship with my gods and um, a specific goddess that I am worshiping, worshiping and giving devotions and offerings to regularly. Um, more meditation, more... Just more. I know that's kind of the opposite of the depth year I, when you hear it like that. But with spirituality... When I say more, I mean more depth, going further, taking my spirituality deeper and getting a deeper connection and opening my mind and just being more spiritual. So when I say more in regards to spirituality, that's what I mean, <laughs> because that sounds counterintuitive. Um, but that's that's something that's really important to me and I have actually started journaling and doing this sort of daily thing where I have a daily affirmation and a daily tarot reading and I keep track of the moon phase regularly and then I journal about the day at the end of the day. Um, and it sort of, it goes along with my to-do list and I actually, I have a printable that I created. I'll, I'll link it in the description and in the show notes if you guys are interested. Um, but it's like a witchy planner page that has spaces for all of those. And then it also has spaces for a to-do list that is personal and a to-do list that is spiritual and a space for all of your important things that you need to get done for that day. So I think that's really important and can be helpful in realizing your introspection and taking your depth year further in regards to your spirituality and your religious beliefs. Uh, yeah, and, and then one of the other big things is to spend less money. Yeah, one of the other things that I want to do in my depth year is to spend less money. Um, my boyfriend works full time. I freelance on the side and I do YouTube, and I have my podcast, but, you know, I'm not going to lie, the income stream from the things that I do is not up to par of where I was when I had a full-time job. So I do want to work on spending less money, spending less frivolously, um, giving handmade gifts instead of buying gifts, and really saving money because there is a trip that my boyfriend and I want to take. We want to go to Scotland. Um, nigh, well, I can't say neither one of us. He's been out of the country, but he went on a cruise to Mexico. I've never been out of the country. And Scotland is a place that I just, my heart calls for Scotland. And I, I need to visit Scotland at some point in my life. So that is an important trip that we want to take. And we also need to save for like an emergency cushion. And in order for us to do that, we need to spend less money. And so that is another big thing that I'm going to be working on in my depth year. I'm going to try to get him on board for this sort of depth year thing. I don't know if he'll do it completely, but I can probably get him on board with some of it. So um, I think those are most of my goals for the depth year. Oh, another thing that I need to work on, and I don't know if this 
it kind of goes hand in hand with a depth year, but to work on being healthier and um, stronger. You know, I think I talked about this in my in my goals live stream from last week in the um, setting goals episode. But, you know, I've, I've struggled with weight as an issue for most of my life. And I have yo-yo dieted. I have, you know, religiously worked out in the gym five days a week for an hour back when I was in college. And nothing really stuck. And I think it's because I have never been in the right mindset. So I think the depth year can help with that, really adjusting my mindset to get it into the right place for me to be able to be healthy and get stronger and maybe eventually lose the excess weight that I am carrying around that prohibits me from being as healthy as I possibly can. So those are my goals for the depth year. I do plan on doing like a a depth year check-in probably at the probably at the beginning or the end of every month. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet, but those are going to be strictly YouTube. So podcast listeners, I won't be doing a podcast episode about my depth year check-in because I think that takes away from valuable podcast time. So if you are interested, podcast listeners, in my depth year checkups, make sure that you're subscribed to my YouTube channel and um, you can watch them all there. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for today. I think that's everything. Yep, I have touched all the points on my notes. Now, I want to ask you, if you plan on doing a depth year, let me know in the comments, um, YouTube watchers, podcast listeners, if you feel like reaching out to me and letting me know about your plans for a depth year, you can send me an email at roundthecauldron at gmail.com, or you can go to the show notes page for this episode and leave a comment there. Don't forget that you guys can uh, follow me on social media. I am Round the Cauldron just about everywhere. Um, On Twitter, it's Round the Cauldron without the D because it was too long by one letter. Um, And also, don't forget that you can help support the show by going to patreon.com slash roundthecauldron. There you can sign up for patron-exclusive content for as little as a dollar a month and help support me as a creator. Um, Oh, I almost forgot. (laughs) I am holding a delightful December sale. So... I was having issues with my website at the beginning of December. I didn't get to do a Cyber Monday sale because everything was being weird. So I decided instead to do a sale for the entire month of December. So if you go to roundthecauldron.com slash shop, you can see everything that I have in stock there, all of my crochet stuff, um, tarot readings, and a guided meditation. If you use the code YULE19, at checkout, you will get 30% off of your entire order. And this has no exclusion. So there's no minimum purchase necessary. It's 30% off of your whole order, no matter what. And also don't forget, if you purchase something from my shop, 15% of your purchase is donated to Johns Hopkins Sjogren's Syndrome Center for their research into the autoimmune disorder. 
I can't believe I almost forgot that. So, yeah. I think that's it. Let me know in the comments, guys, if you plan on doing a depth year or if you have any questions about a depth year um, or if you've done one in the past, let me know what your experience was and how you handled any hurdles that you might have come up against. Because like I said, I haven't done a depth year before, so I don't know uh, what sort of hurdles I might come up against in insofar as my goals and not buying anything new and things like that. So if you have any tips for me, leave them in the comments below and I will see you guys back here next week. Podcast listeners, don't forget that if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can watch the live recording of the podcast every Wednesday. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.